And it's often not the destination or the actual goal that makes the huge difference. It's the struggle and the journey and the getting up and trying again and again and again. And yeah, I feel that way about my move to Chattanooga. Welcome to the Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth, and that's you as in university. But we're much more of a community here. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll be delivering stories from amazing survivors and strivers, all threaded together with a dose of persistence. So glad you're listening. Lisbeth here. How is your week going? It is July the 26th, 2022 today. And I just wanted to say a big, huge thank you to those of you who hopped on the email list and continue to write me about the podcast. It really thrills me to my soul, to my toes, actually. And especially I found that uh, Dr. Laika last week was very popular simply because the topic spurred on a lot of conversations for many of you who have experienced a wrongful diagnosis before and really had to work hard to get at the heart of the matter when you had a health struggle that was misdiagnosed. So I don't know, it just thrills me to death to know that you're out there, to know that you're listening, and to know that this all makes a difference to you. Today, I am my honored special guest. How <laughs> I meant to do this once a month where I would uh, have a chat with you, but I get so excited about my guests and I forget to do it. But this week, I am the special guest because we're already in episode number 81, and it's such a ride that's been on. When I began the podcast in March, just after I retired from a career in probation, I had no idea how to podcast, how to edit, how to make an intro and an outro and all of the other things. And guess what? I'm still learning some things, but the more I do, just like for all of us, the more we do, the better things get. The more nice people I meet and have on my podcast, the more I learn from them. So fabulous. And thank you for your support, for being here. For those of you who've reached out on my link, buy me a cup of coffee and given me a tip for the podcast, I massively thank you because none of this is free. My time is donated and I am paying for different kinds of software to have a podcast. So it makes a huge difference, but every bit does. Your sharing with a friend, your review, um, just the fact that you listen just makes me so happy. Again, join me at lameredith.com if you want to have more of a conversation. And I usually email once a week, sometimes less, sometimes more if there's a special event coming like a new book or, and or a new course to be released. Um, you can control how many of the emails that you look at because we usually make options to opt out of certain campaigns. Love having you. This week I was reflecting over the last many months because I did retire in probation at the very end of 2020 and a few months later decide to move all by myself, which was huge for me, from Anchorage, Alaska to Chattanooga, Tennessee. And oh my gosh, I would have never guessed how hard that decision would be to follow through with. And in looking back, I just wanted to kind of look at some of the ways that that struggle really shaped my life today. And I 
I love it, but it reminds me very much for all of us who go through really hard times or we're reaching and striving for a really difficult goal. And it's often not the destination or the actual goal that makes the huge difference. It's the struggle and the journey and the getting up and trying again and again and again. And yeah, I feel that way about my move to Chattanooga. I, let's see, I decided to sell my townhome. My kids are now in their 30s. So if they're not old enough for me to leave now, there is no hope for them. And of course, they're smart, independent women. And so they can deal in their 30s with having their mom out of state. But I felt kind of guilty about that. I had no idea how to pack boxes, really. And when we were in the thick of the pandemic, I couldn't bring my stuff with me. So for about a month and some, I had no bed to sleep on here in Chattanooga. I had to fly with my two cats to a nearby town. My sister picked me up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sister. She picked me up in Atlanta and we made our way to Chattanooga. And I didn't have money for furniture because my home had not sold yet. And I didn't have a car and my funds were completely tied up and getting that townhouse ready for sale because it had more problems initially than I had realized. Just little things. But for me on a one person budget, it added up. But I was so excited about this goal, about choosing a place. I was thrilled to know no one where I moved. I mean, it just seemed like, why not? Great idea move to a place where you don't have friends or family right right in your corner and see what you can do with it. But I live close enough to family that I've always wanted to know better. So some in Kentucky, some in Indiana, who I've still not seen, ironically, um, some in Atlanta, you, you know, just all around. And I took my leap of faith. I'd heard that Chattanooga would be something I'd like, but I'd not been here when I decided to move here in the pandemic. I just knew I needed a change. I wanted cultural diversity. I wanted universities around. I wanted water sports available for my kids when they came to visit and for me to learn to paddleboard. And I just wanted something different that could connect me to family, but still give me privacy. And oh my gosh, if I would have known how hard it was going to be, (laughs) I don't think I would have done it. I remember my oldest daughter telling me before I moved, she is always sure that I'm going to drop dead in my sleep. I'm 57, but she said, you know, you're not getting any younger. You've always been really clumsy and you're probably going to fall down and hurt yourself. Or what if you die or injure yourself and nobody is going to be there? Nobody knows you. Where will we be? And it was Adorable and sad all at once. She has a lot of separation anxiety due to the kidnapping when she was very young, the two years we were forced to be apart. But it isn't something I wanted to live in with all of that fear. I couldn't just stay there simply because I am clumsy. I could fall. I could die. All of those things. So the irony, I never told her this, but I came here. I had an ear infection when I got in the airplane. And I had no bed, I mentioned. And then one morning I stood up and fell really hard, just like she thought. And then I fell again. Not too long after that, I fell. I did have issues with balance, fell when I was hiking by myself. So her fears were not fully unfounded, but they kind of shaped what I did next. You know, I did get to 
start taking paddleboarding lessons as soon as it was possible because that helps with balance. And I did start doing balance exercises at home. I did find that it takes a long time to have some of the important things that we want in life. When you move as an adult, if you don't have little kids or a job, you know, a full-time job in an office, how are you going to meet the most important part of your life, which is a new community? How do you make friends when you're sitting at home during a pandemic in a place you'd never known you were going to be living in? And so it took a while. I mean, I had a lot of lonely times this winter. I did. I mean, there were times where I watched too much TV or just listened to podcast after podcast or my writing was bad because I wasn't living life. I wasn't living. So it was hard to be inspired to write when you're not actually experiencing new things. I was just kind of isolated. However, I did decide after I waited until I had that beautiful, gorgeous trip. I had a beautiful trip with my oldest daughter in March to celebrate very belated her college graduation. And I didn't want to catch COVID before, right before our trip. So I was very cautious not to get a job before then. But when we returned from that transformational vacation, I did start substitute teaching. If you've ever thought about substitute teaching, if you like kids, if you like your community, it is a wonderful way to assist the beleaguered educational system who's you know, been battered more than ever by our economy and the pandemic and so many different things. So many teachers exiting the profession, probably for some great reasons, but it's a great way to step in and help. And frankly, it can be dangerous sometimes depending on the class. And it's not always well-paid work, but I will tell you, I made, I think I made $50 an hour, $50 a day after taxes, um, doing a little substitute teaching, but I met some of the neatest kids, wonderful educators. And actually when I was learning things through the kids curriculum, I frankly learned things I'd never known before. It's almost embarrassing. Uh, it was embarrassing, but it was good. I mean, Now that I'm older, certain information sticks better, I think. So history and all of that. Then I later, when substitute teaching ended with the school year, I started doing temp work, temporary work at an agency. I don't know if you've ever thought about doing different jobs and you didn't need to work full time necessarily. I just find temp agencies, it's a great way to keep your brain nimble because I've been doing different skills sometimes, different jobs if I elect to do the work. Um, They text you a job that's available. You reply if you're at all interested. You see if your skill set matches and you go to this job. You don't know anybody. They're not going to train you well and they push you in. And the next thing you know, you're living in someone else's world and trying to make a positive difference there. And I've met such nice people the couple of times that I've done it so far. The gigs are like anywhere between a few days to a month or whatever, but that was really helpful. Also got me out of my apartment, got me out of my world, taught me some new skills. I learned Microsoft Excel and uh, that was great. And, you know, while working with other temp workers, I also learned about local restaurants, local places to go. Where is a great movie theater? Uh, you know, just those sorts of odd little things, great places to vacation somewhere around here. I 
adored it because it got me out of my own headspace and it got me out of thinking that the world was half empty when really it is half full. And also I started using those experiences to get connected with the things I love doing, like coaching, which I'm doing now, and like public speaking. It's been a great springboard for making new connections, and it's made me get out of the apartment. I just, when I was feeling sheepish and alone, would have stayed in here and felt sorry for myself. Getting out and being forced into that schedule is so has been so helpful. And did I, I, I signed up for a thing called the Dinner Detectives. I may have told you this before, but I signed up for it to be an actor in the Dinner Detectives. And it's a very corny show that is super fun for, in a lot of different cities where, you know, you have a mystery dinner, you have a mystery theater sort of thing. Even that it may have, may not be something I sign up for next year, but It just brings me out of my comfort level and reminds me that I'm still capable of learning new things. And there's a whole world out there I've not yet experienced. And that's a better mindset than sitting in my apartment thinking, woe is me. How am I going to make new friends? I think it is that journey that has made me much more confident than when I came. And, you know, when you meet someone new, if you don't have hobbies or a job or whatever, if you're just feeling lonely and needy, it doesn't it doesn't bode well for new friendships. But I did notice that once I started getting out of the house part time and making my contribution wherever it was needed, I naturally started making real friends and I had something to contribute to the conversation. So yippee. Also, great, great. First two fabulous connections introduced me to others. And one of the things that I love the best so far, and this is what I always envisioned for my life after retiring, and, you know, I'm still working, I'm doing different work, but not all in one office full time for someone else. One thing I always wanted was to be able to have a little community, maybe at a pool, at a gym, whatever. So I wasn't having to host people in my home because that always makes me anxious, but that I would be able to have different friends, know some interesting people, have some time together on a common ground, and then go home. And just when summer was hitting, that's what my little apartment community provided. And I so love that, where people I would have never thought I had anything in common with. We meet up at the pool sometimes during the week. We don't necessarily swim. We debrief. We're very intentional in a group text. We meet up, chit chat, gossip a little bit, check in. How are you doing? How are you doing? All of that. And then we go to our separate homes. And I absolutely find that that's something, no matter where I live from here, that is exactly what I wanted. I love that. I may not live in Chattanooga forever, but I wouldn't have wished for a different life at all than the zigzag road I took to get here. And I feel like I went to the movies the other night. I saw it. Now I've seen it twice. This movie called Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. And this is such a sweet movie. But it's about an older woman such as myself who was a maid. And she decided that what she wanted so much, it was her greatest dream, was to have a Christian Dior dress. But on her salary schedule, it was going to be very, very unlikely. She made 
deep, deep, deep sacrifices for this dress that a number of people pointed out she absolutely had nowhere to wear it. So what was the point of sacrificing so deeply if she had a dream and there would be nothing but this ridiculously expensive dress in her closet? And yet it was her dream. She was undeterred. And so I won't tell you the whole movie, but suffice to say that for her, just like for me, the gains are always in the journey of a struggle or the journey of meeting a goal. And they're rarely in the final destination. The final destination, we may decide to change when we have a goal or when we want to get out of maybe some dysfunction or trauma that we've been in. We may change our mind and how that's going to look later, but the skills that we gain in the middle, the journey, the people that we meet, I don't know. It convinces me that that is the real gold right there. I think I've said it before, but I do think that for me, the key has always been learning to strong communication skills, reaching out for solid support, and always, always holding on to stubborn persistence. And I just absolutely think that in in this move and in this wonderful new community, it's definitely served me. And I hope that you access support and, and have all the things that you need. Still have a few open, uh, open free one hour coaching sessions available. So I'll put a link to that. I am so loving after years of serving as an advocate of years of working in accountability and probation work that finally I now get to help coach. And, you know, I help those grounded in grit turn their challenges into their superpowers. And really they can be. Not that our lives are ever going to be perfect, but the real gold is the journey along the way as we struggle to get where we want to be. So anyway, thanks for being with me during this. So much fun, not a perfect life, and it never will be, but I am truly grateful that I get to make some choices while I still have my original teeth and hips. That is a beautiful thing. All right. Uh, I had a friend tell me that on August 1st, thank you, Tammy Horvath, wonderful author. Um, Tammy told me that uh, the movie based on my memoir, Stolen by Their Father, is going to play on Lifetime Movie Network again on August the 1st. So if you have Lifetime Movie Network, not the regular channel, and you live in the States. Thank you so much for listening today. If you've enjoyed the show, please follow. And if you've really, really enjoyed it, tell a friend and go ahead and give us a review. I'll see you next week. Proud member of the Podnougan Network.